Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Thank you so much, Mickey Dolans. Thank you so much for starting us off just right. Um, welcome, Dense Broader Projecto. I am so excited to have come across some extraordinary stats about the podcast. Um, there are a lot more of you listening to this than I realized. Um, I have so much information, I just need to get it out to What you're going to listen to here is an entire episode from October... 21st, 2022. This was during the Dos Lagos Film Festival that I was telling you about. That I was putting together with Dave Uchansky and Ryan McGonagall and uh, Samantha Light ended up helping out. Tara Reed, she helped out. Um, just great, just great vibes. So you're going to hear some uh, just interviews with some of the filmmakers as I was walking around. You're going to hear Q&As with some of these folks. You're going to hear uh, with me, with the filmmakers, but then also Dave Uchansky uh, is going to be talking with some of the folks. This took place in Corona, October 21st through the 23rd, 2022. And this is just that first day. So... Sometimes filmmakers showed up, sometimes they didn't. This here is an interview with Tim Novak, who created the movie Unobtrusive. Very, very clever uh, concoction, I gotta say. So, thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto, and I will interject now and again to kind of give you little ideas as to what's coming up next. Thanks for listening. All right, we are here at the Dos Lagos uh, Film Festival in Corona. This is the first, the inaugural, if you will. Uh, we're actually at, at uh, Stone Church Brewery, Brewery, right around the corner. Bill owns this, and uh, we're talking with. And what, what, what movie are you? If you could tell everybody what your name is and what movie that you worked on. Yes. So this is Tim Novak, and I worked on a movie called Unobtrusive. And uh, how long did it take for you to film this? I'd say it was about a month. I um, I did a very unorthodox thing. I didn't have a script. It was all improvised. Awesome. And it's sort of a pseudo-documentary meta... Um, it, yeah, of... Uh, I essentially was struggling with wanting to make a film. And, you know, it was really hard. This... This was before the pandemic, but even still, um, finding a team and finding people to work with can be really difficult. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see what can I do just by myself. So I used myself, um, my family, my wife and daughter, and, and a tripod. And I just filmed for about a month and then edited it together. And that's what it I is. thought that was brilliant. I thought that was brilliant. So when you were when you were filming that stuff, was a lot of it like unknown to the other people? Yeah. So they could just be who they were, right? Exactly. Just be natural. Yeah. That was one of the things that I noticed in it is I'm like, 
this acting is like, 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 holy cow. Either this is like a family of actors or they're just not aware that they're being filmed or they're aware that they're being filmed but they're so used to it at this point that they're just like okay I'm just gonna be who I am so I think it's a little column A a little column B um I I tend to like filming or you know pressing play or whatever uh before the actors know that they're actually going because you get the real um and I wanted to make a, a whole project incorporating that um and it came out a lot, lot better than I thought. I didn't know what it was going to be. I just wanted, I wanted to make something that would work, um, and I think it did. Did you, did you have a set kind of? Part of the film festival here, there is a pizza over there. Andy, the uh, owner of Duomo's, is actually one of our sponsors. Awesome! So he decided to share his awesome, some of the best pizza in Corona, if not the best pizza in Corona, in my opinion. So. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for, for coming and, and making this possible. We hope this, that you guys are enjoying what we have so far. We know it's small, but nothing like this has ever been done in the Inland Empire. So we're trying to break ground and, and try and make this a, a destination type event in the future. So thank you guys for all your hard work and your submissions and being, and being a part of this. We really do appreciate it. So we're going to do a little little bit, we're going to have a wine lady here. We're going to do a movie trivia for some free wine. And then we're going to go back and watch some more movies, which I think a lot of you here to see some movies. Right? Awesome. Okay. Do you want to let everybody know who you are? Everybody knows me, Kurt. All right. (laughs) This is Dave Uchansky, for those of you who don't know who he is. Who who here doesn't know me? He's just too humble to say his own name. I'm Davey Shansky. Now you know, knowing's half the battle. And that is Tara Reed. That's right, that's yeah. right. She did all the graphics for everything. She, she's invaluable. She's a, yeah, we were doing the flyer, and I said, can you do another rewrite? She's, okay, I said, we're done. I said, I found a mistake. Can you redo it? She's, yeah, done. You know, the patient jumped. I would have told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> so thank you, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so guys get some pizza before it gets cold. It's better hot. Oh, yeah. I loves it. I loves it. So, back to what you were saying. Were there pieces of it that you had, like, set up where you're like, okay, this is going to be the pizza scene, or this is going to be the eating the bowl of cereal scene? Yeah, I have to think back. Um, some of the conversations that happened mm-hmm. were, were a mix of that. You know, I was like, oh, I'll talk about this with my wife. Oh, yeah. oh. So some of that was planned a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, setting up the camera and being like, all right, I'm going to tell her about this thing, this revelation. Or whatever. I'm a big fan of improv, and I think, you know, it's natural because it, when you're in that moment and you're just building this kind of thing together, you really have to rely on each other. Oh, yeah. You know, to carry it along and trust it, too. Yeah. And I was so happy that she was okay with this, you know, because I... For about a month, just had my camera on me all the time, setting it up, and um, you know, not. I don't think all wives would be as supportive, right, so right. I'm very grateful for that. And with my daughter, um, I feel like she's kind of a natural, so she just, I just had to turn it on and just let her be what she was. You know? 
That's um, awesome. What an interesting way of doing this because, like you said, out where you're just going, okay, whatever I shoot, I'll, the magic happens in the editing room. We'll figure something out. And you trusted that instinct. And little, little did you realize you'd actually have these golden nuggets to be able to piece together into a movie. I know, I know. There was, uh, at one point I was thinking, maybe I'll do this you know, every year or every other year as my daughter kind of grows up. Dude, that is I cool. May. That yeah. is cool. Yeah. That's a great way to document the family, to archive them. Yeah. And watch how they grow. There's that movie that I would it's immediately come to mind right now. It's, um, there's, Boy? Not Boy. Well, I haven't seen Boy Oh, yet, oh, the. But it was like every seven years. Yeah, seven up, yes. Dude, I haven't seen that yet, but I've seen clips on uh, TikTok where they're yes. showing a little kid when he's seven years old and then now he's not 14 and now he's, you know, and you're going, interesting to see how this stuff matches up. Yeah. That'd be kind of so interesting. I. I uh, I think I'll do that. I, you know, I I would in the in the future like to do something more scripted, more narrative. Mm-hmm. But um, I've just had difficulties with that because I think my ideas a lot of times require like a bigger budget. Yeah. So with this, I mean, it was no budget. It was just what I had. You know. So it probably costs more just, like, time than anything else. But I'm a big fan of people doing the best they can with what they got, you know? Just like, okay, all I got is my camera. I have that wall there. Let's make a feature film. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in there, but let's bring out the puppets. Let's bring out the Halloween masks. <laughs> let's bring out the claymation, you know? Ooh, yeah. And you just kind of go, that's this. What we don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's what the hope was, and, you know, I, I think we, we accomplished it, you know? Um, wasn't sure what to do for an ending, but I have that problem in general. I really, I like starting things, and I love the middle, and I love the grand concept. Endings are, are a little difficult for me, but um, not sure why I went in that tangent. But. No, it's helpful, because what happens is if you trust yourself along the process... And you know that the magic happens, you know, in the famous words of Orson Welles, the magic happens in the editing room. Uh, then you can trust that your future self is going to know what to do. Yeah, I, I was uh, surprised by that because I was editing it as we were going on. Um, so that gave me like, oh, okay, this is what I can do for an ending or this is how I can shape the, the middle of it. Um, and I just do. I love the the improvisation process, you know. And I love jazz. I love a lot of. There it is, right? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. got to trust what the. Okay, so the bass is like. And everybody, it's a give and take. Every person gets a chance to shine during the jazz. Yeah, thing, don't exactly. They? It's like, okay, you know what? Now sounds good enough for the trumpet guy. Okay, gives him a wink. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden he goes into it, and it's yeah. great when that happens, huh? Oh yeah, and it and it did like uh, especially with my daughter. Like she, when when I would first turn on the camera, and there's a couple scenes where you can see her like playing with the front of it. Um, but she would, you know, within minutes forget that it's on. Yeah. So all I had to do was, yeah, just edit it together so that it made some sense, was yeah. somewhat cohesive. Yeah. But it's great though, because then it leaves the audience up to fill in the blanks. Yeah. You know, I, I'm all about that. I love, I love when there's ambiguity. I love when there's space for the viewer to participate. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. The yes. viewer gets to participate in the experience. Rather than just being an observer, they're actually participating in the experience. They're, yeah. they're, help, they're the other unseen puzzle piece, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so definitely, yeah. So over the course, of, you said over the course of a month, you were just kind of setting yes, it up in various over a month, and then it took probably another month to... Like finish the editing and everything like that. So. You know what's so crazy? So I, I entered something in the in the film festival, like one of my own. Uh, well, I got like four of them in there. Just just these short films that I just did, like that I just edited on my thing. They're not no, they're like not in the running for any sort of thing. But I just want to see my stuff up on the screen, you know. And one of them, uh, well. All these I edited on the Video Leap app. Okay. And I found out about this from a filmmaker who had entered his film uh, at our oh. other film festival. And I said, okay, tell, tell me about this. And he said, I shot it all on my camera. And he goes, this is the editing app I used. I go, okay, I need to investigate this. And, and if you get the full version, it's got all the stock footage. So it's like, dude. It, it, that fills in the blanks of stuff. Yeah. So what happened was last Christmas, I was out there visiting my family out in Nashville. And I was just shooting all, I, I, I just, my little niece, I said, you know, this, I, I'm going to do a scene where I'm walking down the hallway and then I look at this door and she was just holding up the camera. She's like seven years old. She's like holding up the camera. And so she was doing all the shots of me walking around, you know, and I got my family to participate in this thing and I didn't know what was going to happen. And it took about, you know, probably three months ago. I decided to break it out of jail. And I go, okay, I got this footage. What am I going to do? And then I started looking through the Video Leap app and seeing what kind of stock footage was there. And I go, okay, this is good. I'll plug this in there. I use that for an establishing shot. This for a close-up shot. So that stock footage became something that helped fill in the blanks. And I always like creating more questions in people's brains. You know, I always like that. Where it's like, huh, now what's this? You know, and it's like, pew. So it's it's really cool because the reason why I'm bringing this up is that it's reminding me of what you did, where you're going. I just trust myself. I'm gonna shoot this stuff. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, and I didn't. I think uh, maybe not in every project, but with this project, if I was to say there is gonna be a definite ending, there's gonna be a definite thing I'm trying to say or prove, then I probably wouldn't have done it. But it really was that. Discovery mm. was really about what is there and what can we make from what is existing. I love it. And you know what? I think if a lot more people did that, it wouldn't take them 10 years to make their next movie, right? They wouldn't have that. My dad always says, and I'm sure it's been out there in the world, but paralysis of analysis. You're yep. stuck there. You're just like, uh, uh. It's like, you know, in A Beautiful Mind where they show, like, he's, like, seeing all the numbers and all the facts and figures. It's like that kind of thing. Someone's just standing there going, uh, what do I do? What's next? What's next? You know, and they're worried about it rather than just going, okay, what is your inspiration telling you? You just followed your inspiration, didn't you? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, um, I'm really a big fan of, it's kind of a movement called slow cinema, which is very minimal, very stark. Um, and I was like, I want to use that for recording my family. Um, cause that, that brings a different kind of emotion, a different, um, story to the story. So I use that as, as, um, like a foundation or a skeleton for it. And then I just had to let the rest go to what was going to happen, you know, to the improvisation, to what my daughter, wife, what I, oops, sorry, what I was doing. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of trust in in the concept. 
Yeah. And you needed your team to trust yeah. in it too, That's right? That's right. Yeah. They needed to just be like, okay, okay, just say yes to it. You know, just say yes to it. We're just doing this thing. Don't question what's going on. Just, just be what you are, and just, just trust that you know we'll figure out how to stitch it together. Yeah, and there wasn't any kind of formal discussion with them saying I'm trying to make a movie and everything. That's neat. No, I That's just kind of started setting up the camera in different places. Um, my daughter was very fascinated by it, so that became a whole portion of the film. That fascination, that discovery, and it is. It's a. It's a little short film about making a short film. You know? So it's brilliant, very- brilliant. I love those kinds of things. That's great, man. Thank you so much for talking with me. And I'll be getting even deeper into this next at the Q and A. So now I got some material that can dig in, and we can even go dive deeper. Thank you so much. Unobtrusive, baby. Coming up next is an interview with Anthony Bates, who had two films at the film festival um, that were played back-to-back. One is called Mom's Will and Sex, Drugs, and Murder in the First Degree. Um, so stay tuned for a Q&A with Anthony Bates. By the way, uh, what's his name? Anthony. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. No. What's his name? Play Norman Bates. Anthony Perkins. Yeah, Anthony Perkins. Play Norman Bates. Do you, do you think that Anthony Bates's parents were huge? Fans of the movie Psycho, I'd leave that up to you. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. All right, so Anthony Bates, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, that was cool, man. That first one was just making me cry a lot, I gotta say. <laughs> it was making me cry a lot. You did a great job being authentic, the ensemble was fantastic. And, and that second one, I just love the surreality of the whole thing. You know, you didn't, you didn't put it out there for the audience to try to... F- you put it out there for the audience to figure out. You didn't, like, spell everything out, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. 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 So where, where did you get that for your idea for the first one? The first one, I was just wanted to try to go... Um, um, like, how do you, like, sell it out to get in more festivals? Because I want to go straight to the gangster stuff, but there's no genre mm. for that kind of stuff. So I want like, okay, let's start with... Let's start small, something that's easy that they'll come get. So I'm like, okay, let's start with the with the drama, with the drama first. I'm like, okay, how about something with family? I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. And then I took some uh, uh, stories from my herd, also some from personal stories too. And I made that even a part of the of the film, even with the, a few friends that were also in there too that were real actors. Even Havan Baraka, who played the o- older brother, yeah, uh, he was the. A, a big part of it he said oh man that, that'll be awesome he's like wait but hang on anthony you we're, we're brothers right i'm like we're adopted right i'm like yes yeah yeah yes yes we're, we're adopted he's like, okay i just wanted to be be clear <laughs> i just wanted to be, be be clear on that so it's an adopted family i'm like yes yes was the same 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 mother adopted family and also this most like a, a diverse a diverse f- family and whatever you are no it's all about love within the family 
I think what's great about uh, about those movies is that you just you really did. You know, I, I like using this phrase because it's so important, doing the best you can with what you got. Mm-hmm. You had what you had your house, mm-hmm. you know, you had your friends, mm-hmm. you shot there, you used the backyard, you used, the, you know, your house a lot. So it was cool but that you showed the passage of time without actually going like three months, you know, one month. <laughs> you just, you left it up for us to figure it out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. How long did it take for you to write your first one? To write the first one? That took me probably, um, ideas were, were in the head, but also who was going to, like, Who's going to be like to uh, act it out? Mm-hmm. I have to be, be sure if they can play it out mm-hmm. really good too. Because Havon and, uh, and Christine, they're um, real um, actors too, too, too as well. Other than their friends, I met them first and realized that they're actually actors. I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. He's like, hey, I got so something. Do you are you willing to try and read this out? And they tried it out. And they said, man, this is really emotional. Can I give it a shot? He's like, okay, sure, no, no problem. Whatever you're comfortable with. And then they went out and they killed it. That's really cool. You know, it's a, it's a very cool thing when you got friends who actually want to be a part of your projects, or it isn't like pulling teeth to try to get them to be a part of it, you know, where you don't have to go outside of yourself to find these people. Yeah. And it's great. So it sounds like you guys just have great rapport as it is. Yes, it was very, 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 very fun. And whoever, I sometimes even how I even a picture to whoever's next, I feel like seeing or I want to try to work with, I want to try to give them a certain role that I think that they could play. Then if not, if not, then they might want to, Scooch on to, to, to the next one and be like, hey, who's free? Who wants to try to give it a shot? I always like, like to give some other people uh, opportunities. If, if you're an actor or not, you want to try to act mm-hmm. and try to give your best shot, I'll give it to you. That's awesome. So you're, what, what's your first name again? Joshua. So Joshua. You know, that's my brother's name, actually. So you, huh. you did a great – I, I like seeing the contrasts between the two films that you did with your – you did the cinematography, right? Yes. So it was really cool because in that second one, there's a lot more like, you know, there's a, you know, we got the zooms in and the, the pulls out and all the cool stuff. Where did you get some of those inspirations? Uh, uh, actually, my friend Anthony had brought me tips about uh, cameras. And my, I haven't worked with a camera myself other than my dad having one himself when I was uh, a bit young. Uh-huh. So when I had actually seen what he does with his camera, I'm like, he he could pretty much do anything with it, like, with his imagination. So I had the idea of buying myself one as well. And from then on, I had learned just from the tips of him. And it mostly worked out, like, uh, better than I expected. So for those shots, was he like, okay, we're going to start on the eyeball and, whoop, and zoom out? Or did you just kind of come up with some of this stuff? Um... Me and him both came up mm-hmm. with the ideas. Like, sometimes he would uh, call the shots, and I would, too. That's cool. That's cool. So, in a sense, you're kind of co-directing, in a sense, right? Yes. Um, I thought it was really cool in your in your second one how it would suddenly switch to the Charlie Chaplin stuff, where all of a sudden yes. now it had the filter on there. Mm-hmm. It's just brilliant. It was really cool. Yeah, because with the Killer Chaplin one, I because I was thinking, I'm like, okay, I want to do something outrageous. And I'm like, hmm, okay, you know what? I want to do something weird. I want to sing and dance. I'm like, I don't do that. I don't do that. Even though when I was younger in plays and stuff, and I happen to be very good at it, uh-huh. even though I hate it. I hate stage fright. My mom and dad are right there. They've seen the whole oh, thing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You've, you've seen them evolve yeah. through the years. This yeah. must be very exciting for you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to write something original? Obviously, I'm not going to copy someone. But for some reason, there was an anniversary of a Charlie Chaplin movie that was on when he finally spoke 
uh, in one of his movies. Yes, that was. Yeah. I was imagining that. Yeah. I was imagining that. That's a powerful yeah. speech. And that was that right there when he was. Um, the first time you ever hear Charlie Chaplin speak is when he sings, and you're like, "Oh wow!" I'm actually seeing it over and over and over again, and the video's funny. It's hilarious. But when I see and I close my eyes, it actually sounds pretty evil. Because obviously he's not speaking English. I think, I think it's uh, French, I, I think. I've never see, seen the movie, but that it's just brilliant. I just close my eyes. It actually sounds, sounds evil, in a sense. Because even, like, in a way, because there's other movies I use. Like, um, like, I even use opera, like Habanera. I have no idea what she's saying. But if you close your eyes, it sounds very evil. You're like, oh, my God. And... And how it was, I had to come up with my own lyrics and everything. I'm like, okay, you know what? I had the crowd here wondering, what the heck is this movie about? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I think this is the chance to do it. And then as soon as said Area 51, he said, wait, 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 Area 51, where, 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 where'd that come from? And then that whole entire speech, you're like, wait, wait, what? They're experiments? What's this? What the heck is this? And then when your cops burge in and then you see them all out, and you're like, oh, this is an experiment the whole time. Okay. It's brilliant, the on. twist ending. I like oh, yeah. it. It was a really cool way of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, oh, what's her name? The actress who's in both of the movies that, uh, she's sort of like this ghost creature in the second yes. one. Stephanie Sandoval. Yeah, yes. yeah. That was really cool. And how each of you guys wake up in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Right? All of you wake up in the car, don't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. All of us wake up in the car. Yeah, that was really cool. Mm. Did you pre-plan that or was that something that you just, you just at, improvised? Oh, no. That was, a, that was com- completely planned, right? Right then. I'm like, okay, everyone's going to wake up in the car. It's going to come out because now, now we're all going to know. Okay. Because I, I want to be more, more like, look like more uh, simple. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's do more, more simple stuff. So let them wake up like... Like like uh, like with Mister UFO Ian when he sees the aliens and, mm-hmm. and the demons. Like, okay, instead of like letting him wake at, wake up in the middle of, uh, of the desert, or like him in a spaceship or something. How about we just see the spaceship, <laughs> the yeah. good cutout spaceship, and we just see demon. What if he's in the middle of nowhere but he has a car? But well, it's cool too nowhere. because then it, it 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 links the the three guys together. Exactly. You know, and then when you see him at the end, it's just it's it's a really cool subliminal way of doing that. Exactly. Now, were there things on the set that happened where you? Um, you just spontaneously were like, ooh, I could totally imagine a really good camera angle right now. Or was everything already pre-planned? Uh, it was already pre-planned, but mm-hmm. I, w- I would say it, uh, there was a few ideas that came along the way. What kind of camera did you use? Uh, I believe it was a Sony X1000. And did you, bo- did you both have cameras? Yes, yes, I'm the one who uh, you- bought, bought that camera uh, first. Yeah. And then as, as soon as I told Josh, he said, like, man, that's a good camera. I was like, I know, you should get one. Did you guys shoot with two cameras for this? Yeah. Or the second one, yes. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant idea, right? Yes. It must have helped out with the editing a lot. Yes, for sure. Because with the first one, we didn't have that camera. I had a little camcorder. And it, it, as you guys see well, with, with the lighting, even though, even though, because people always look by quality. Oh, yeah, this look actually looks like a movie. You know, it looks dark. I always take offense to that because when, when they say, oh, man, this looks really good. It could look really good, but the movie could still suck. Right, right. But... Even though the movie looks dark, because obviously I just told you guys with the camcorder, it th- you can forget all about that, just watch the story. And you realize, man, the story is actually very good. I love this story. What else has this guy got? How, how, did, you, how did you two meet each other? I, uh, he actually works at a, used to work at an Ingram Micro Warehouse. It's like Amazon. Uh-huh. And I went to, to go there um, uh, too as well, and, that, and that's how I met him. And that's how I met her right then there. I Wait, said, you just you were just riffing about movies and stuff. And no, you're like, dude, I, I'm a cameraman. <laughs> no, I was actually the one riffing about movies, and then I don't know. I knew him for what, like a, 
a year and a half, right, already? Yeah. And then I said, then I said, man, I want to make a movie, another movie, man. I, I made 20 in college. probably Whoa. Yeah, probably the most ever at my college. And I said, and Josh, and I told him about it. He said, oh, man, that's cool, that's cool. And I said, hey, Josh, you want to make a movie? <laughs> and they said, yeah, th- that, that was his reaction, just oh, a I nod yes. Like, He's like, yeah, all right, like oh, okay, yeah. what, what do you want me to do? I was like, uh, can you hold the camera? Yeah, I could hold the camera. <laughs> it's no problem. That's not an insult, but anything simple for him to be involved in. He's like, yeah, of, of course. And then, then as it went out, you guys just kept evolving, right? Yeah. You got to know yeah. each other's mind. I'm sure you get into some kind of harmony, some kind of zone at that point. Oh, yeah, for sure. That worked brilliantly. As, as you can see, like that one was just one camera, a camcorder, really dark. And now when you see now with six drugs, murder, first degree, now with two cameras, now it's just completely clear you can see editing was much faster filming was way done faster too it wasn't rushed it was just beautifully well done i'm very proud of that one that's great do you do any of you guys have uh, any questions for these two wise guys up here <laughs> mom dad got any questions about them for them no, <laughs> no? yeah yeah i'm just real proud of my nephew oh. i your, love it your grandson yeah. grandpa <laughs> grandpa <laughs> 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 do we have any do, are there any filmmakers in the family no 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 i'm not so is this anymore. a surprise to you and this he just popped up out of the womb you know holding the video the video camera <laughs> he's holding the video camera yeah 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 so you got did you want him to be something else when he grew up or what I love it. See, that's the kind of encouragement that every I think everybody deserves to yeah. have grown up, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you enjoy doing that? Let's just keep encouraging that, encouraging that, encouraging yes. that. Because yes. no matter what, it's just going to keep building. You know, the momentum's going to keep going, and it's going to go in that direction, you know? There's nothing worse than a bunch of comedians who are, uh, you know, lawyers. And they're like, oh, I secretly wish I was a comedian, you know? But their soul is dying inside, right? Yes, oh, exactly. I wish I was a filmmaker, but my parents made me go be a doctor. You know, it's like their soul is dying inside, you know? Exactly. But with your family, they just, you know, we like that. Keep going, keep going. Yes, exactly. That's fantastic. And all, all throughout that encouragement, next thing you know, you're, you got 20 movies plus under your belt, and you're sending them off to film festivals, which is yep. really cool. Exactly. Are there any other extra special things you guys would like to say concerning the filmmaking process? Any funny uh, behind the scenes stuff? Uh, let's see. Well, the first one, uh, or, or the last one that you just saw, Sex Drugs Man in the First Degree, uh, we, we were just talking about this in our seat. As soon as they were, the secret is revealed and we're all three together screaming on top of our lungs, that was our first ever, like, first day on the shoot. Whoa. I never screamed on top of my lungs before. We haven't shot our scenes yet. I'm like, okay, Cody, Ian. Okay, you think we can scream that this out? He's like, yes. He's, he's like, I think we could do it. Ian has done many mo- mo- movies before, and he's been on TV shows and everything too. So he's he's well known. If you guys want to look him up, Ian Olson is his name. He's really good. And uh, Cody Gallahan, he does funny YouTube videos and skits and stuff. Mm. And this is his first actual film with me. And he said he wants oh, to do cool. more. So I gave him a good a good uh, opportunity, and he. Uh, really excited to do that so i'm like okay guys you know what i'm coughing this but i'm also a little nervous so you know what to drive the nerves down i'll be right back he said why i'll be right back i went to go to the fridge that was at that facility right there that i use a lot in my movies and i brought out three energy drinks 
There weren't just energy drinks. There were bangs. Uh-oh. Bangs. They're worse than monsters. 300. 300 milligrams. Yes. Yeah. Like, worse. Like, oh, my God. As soon as we drank that, I mean, it, I mean, us drinking it, getting us ready. Ooh, we're what? getting it ready. Right? We're like, all right. Roof. Yes. I'm like, all right, guys. Here we go. Here we go. It's like, all right. Bang style. Bass style. <laughs> bang style. Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. We drank it all. We did it. Well, how many times did we do it? Three, four times? Yeah, we did it so many times. And Josh was holding the camera when I was okay. Okay, Josh, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to sit, I'm going to knee right here. I was shaking. This wasn't an overreaction. I was serious. Going right here in front of my face. You're going to pull out as fast as you could. I was screaming so loud in his face. Josh was, he was doing this. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, yeah, I should have brought uh, me earplugs, right? Yeah, I'll like, also, right? also add that when they started screaming, like, just from the silence of the room, like, it was basically like a warehouse. Like, it was just all silence. And, it start, and as soon as they started screaming, it was so loud to the, like, just to the roof. Did you get any neighbors knocking on the door, like, who's being murdered in this room? No. Oh, no, no. 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 And, and what's really cool, yeah. with all the echoes, that was all real. That was no added sound into a no echo. That was all. It was literally an wow. empty room. And Gabriel, the guy who played Dr. Kaczynski, who made the drug at the very, very end, He's in Florida right now, and I wish he was here. But he's but in with all the hurricane stuff, he he he's fine. He's fine. Thank God. It's not that as bad as the news is saying. Mm. Just in certain areas, but no, he he's fine. Thank God. He says wish us luck and everything, but he's really uh, excited. And uh, he said he was on the off camera, sitting down on a chair like this, and he's like, you seen us screaming, just with that weird look on his face, like, oh my God, what grown men. Screams off top of their lungs like this. Because even though it, it's a movie, yes, but, like, just to do it, you're like, oh, my God. Tell me these guys are on drugs or something. <laughs> but, no, obviously, no. No, we had bang energy drinks, and that was a very fun process. Will we do it again? Yes. Yes, I would. Whatever I to make it. the shot look good, to make the scene look more authentic and real. Let's do it. Drink an energy drink right before that tick. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys for coming out. It's been so exciting having you guys Thank out you here. It was great meeting you. Thank you. And uh, so, yeah, we could take a break right now. If you guys want to drink something, go to the bathroom and whatnot, well, then we could come back for the next, for the next block. Of course. Right? All right. Thank you guys right. for coming out. All right. Now let's peek into the Stone Church Brewing, where Dave Uchansky is uh, hosting the trivia there. And uh, I get into a conversation with Charles Peltier, who uh, who created Driverless. And we end up finding out where they're eating pizza. And it's cut into squares. And I tell him, you know what? There's a place in Chicago called Rosati's Pizza, and they cut it into squares. And he goes, what the heck? He's like, where'd you grow up out there? And I said, oh, near, uh, in Carroll Street near Glenbard North. You know, I went to Glenbard North High School. Turns out he went to high school with Lisa Rosati. And then um, speech team played against Columbard North so he knew all about my high school in fact it's fascinating right anyway tune in for that crazy conversation thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto
and research it. Oh my God, that's so crazy. That is so crazy. Lunbard North had a great um, group, group and terp, it was called. Oh. It'd be like 10 or 12 people. Oh, that's great. And they, they all told a story. Like, they went around and told a story. That's and awesome. Characters and stuff. That's awesome. Lombard North was really good in that. I'm just blown away that you you know my high school. The fact that you're out here. So you explain, please explain to the home the, the at-home viewers what movie you got here, your oh, name, the, you know, any other information you'd like them to know. My name's uh, Charles Pelletier, and our film here at the festival is a film called Driverless. It's a short comedy based in an office of a driverless car company that has gone awry because the heads of the company, the vice president and the president, are all just collecting money and not showing up for work. And so the inmate is being run by the asylum. The inmates are running the asylum. And, uh, of course, all of the driverless cars are wandering around town because there's not good structure in the company. So it's sort of a send-up against uh, corporate America and greedy people who... Mean mean and greedy bosses. It's a send-up of that. And and what would happen if, you know, that happened in in a driverless car company? So it's just a little comedy short. I love it. You know, and so it was so crazy because I want to just catch up the audience. Like, I found out that you're from the Chicagoland area. We were over here eating pizza, and I said, this reminds me of Rosati's Pizza, how they cut it into squares. And then you tell me that Lisa Rosati went to your high school out in Chicago. Then I tell you I went to Glenbard North High School, and then you're telling me that, you know, the speech team over there was great. I mean, this is nuts that you even know about this. This type of stuff happens at the Kapow events, and then, of course, at the Dos Lagos events. I love synchronicities. I love these kinds of stories. Like, this is what I live for. This is just so crazy. So would you say that your speech team stuff that you went through um, inspired you to get into, you know, expressing yourself in that way uh, of making movies and whatnot? Yeah, absolutely. Speech team had uh, a lot of categories in it, and I was usually in, like, the humorous duet acting or dramatic interp. Uh, I started out as an actor. And uh, that exposure to really great plays, uh, I think, is one of the things that inspired me to write what I write, which is satirical comedy. Oh, yeah. So I did Moliere, uh, and Moliere is very... Matter of fact, we just had a a, a review, uh, and they compared the script to Moliere and Mel Brooks. Wow! And I thought to myself, you know, that's because I've always... It goes back to speech team. I did a Moliere scene. And... uh, um, uh, Oscar Wilde, the importance of being earnest, all that, all that stuff that makes fun of society, you know. So yeah, I would say that really influenced. Take him back up with you later after, after. Well, actually, I should record him. Okay. Marie's not here. She's actually the wine lady. You'll meet her throughout the festival. She'll be here tonight. She'll also be here at the weekend. But we're gonna give away a free bottle of wine, better wine of your choice. Or we do gonna do movie trivia. So. Old-fashioned, we got a little balance here. We can't Google this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> 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 So if you're a member of us, don't take a ballot. Put your name on the ballot. Again, no, no, no. <laughs> 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 
outfits. Who invented the modern movie show types? Showtimes, we're going to see a movie, we're going to see Anthony Bates film at what? 6 p.m.? We're going to see Sean's movie at what? 7? 20, right? And Karma Bums? At what time? At 9.15. Those are showtimes. Someone invented showtimes. Ooh. Okay, horror film, anybody like horror films here? Yeah. Freddy <laughs> Krueger, he wears a striped sweater. What colors are the striped sweater that Freddy Krueger wears? What <laughs> color? <laughs> Two colors or one color? Wait, two. Oh, two. Two, two, two. Last question. In the Michael Myers mask, was modeled after one actor's face. Who was the actor? Everybody have their answers? Yeah. Now, this is an honor system, so I'm going to tell you the answer. It's like you. It's the honor system. Yeah. Who has five out of five? I know somebody here has five out of five. Over here, she did. You got five out of five? No. Pressure, a lot of pressure. Let's go to the answers. The first question was, I don't know. Which item in every, which item is in every Fight Club scene? It's a Starbucks cup. Oh. Oh. I thought that was Game of Thrones. Oh wait, that's something else. Sorry. Anybody get it? Famous movie, famous movie, guys. If you're a filmmaker, you haven't seen that. Good, good. Okay. Who? Showtimes. We're looking at six, seven forty, and nine twenty. Who invented showtimes? Bob Saget. Anthony Bates should know this one. Anthony Bates. I love your name. It's like Norman Bates, but Anthony Perkins. Yeah. I just said that a lot, too, but. Wow. It's a, it's a lovely name. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is. But, but back in the day, 
in the 30s and 40s and 50s. When you went to see a movie, no one, we didn't have all the complexes, we just one big theater. And the movie would play on a loop. So it would start at 10 o'clock in the morning and go to 10 o'clock at night. Okay, can't see go. There's no start time, no end time. So it kind of maybe you would see the first of the movie, maybe you see the end of the movie. Maybe you see the middle of the movie. You would wait until you saw the entire movie and leave. That's how it worked. When Alfred Hitchcock did Psycho, he said, you can't come in. You got to come in the beginning. You gotta watch the beginning, you can't come in. So he told the, the, the theater makers, if you want to have my film, you gotta have a show time. It's got a start time and end time. Because you can't see gently, dead, or alive. You gotta, you gotta see the movie. So the theaters liked the idea, they stuck with it. <laughs> Freddy Krueger's sweater. <laughs> He's looking it up right now. Since this is my place, it's red and black. Hey, this is my place. The answer is. What's Spanish 
12 hours in the evening. They had the same, they had the same crew members. Like it's, it's an easy way to make movies. So instead of having to dub it, they actually shot it. Wow. Different languages. Ow! It's a nice guy right? And the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Who made more money for performing the Wizard of Oz? A Munchkin or Toto? David Lynch personally started a campaign in Hollywood to get Laura Dern an Oscar nomination for her performance in Inland Empire. He sat on the side of the road with a cow during this campaign, which was, unfortunately, unsuccessful. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Henry D. Horst for yet another fun fact. How about you, listener? Are you a fan of David Lynch? Did you know about that? Um, have you liked his recent creations? His uh, TV shows, his movies, his uh, music? Very creative guy. We're going to dive now into the Q&A. Dave Uchansky is handling this one at the Dos Lagos Film Festival. Uh, once again, October 21st, 2022. This is Karma Bums. This is for the movie Karma Bums with Dave Uchansky. Hang on to your hats and thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Why don't we go down the list here, the line, and introduce yourself. So I think everybody knows who you are, but let's make it official. My name is Jake Richardson. I'd be along with my composing partner here, did the music. I'm Shahab. I'm sure y'all know me already. Keon, director, writer, and then where's your hair? Yeah. 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 Oh, 
I shaved oh, it. God. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm Brandon. All right. Okay. I was in the movie. Uh, <laughs> first of all, it's a trip to actually watch a movie that I was in in the same theater. Like, I'm tripping out. Uh, I used to come here all the like. I still do come here all the time. So <laughs> it's crazy that all of you are watching me here. I'm, I'm, I'm tripping out. So, Keon, can you tell us a little bit about how the movie started? Because you did everything, pretty much. You created it, wrote it, directed it. You had a badass part in it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, just a small piece, because um, like oh, if I didn't have to. Oh, no, it's true, mm -hmm. man. Like these guys, I, they wanted to kill me by the end of the whole. <laughs> I mean, he broke his hand on my skull, like uh, while we were filming. The fight, scene. Uh, the fight scene, but he didn't do it intentionally, so that's, uh, that's important to say. Yeah. Um, How did the idea start? How did you come up with the idea? And, well, I guess it was during the pandemic. Yeah. So, like a lot of you, I'm sure that are filmmakers, um, you know that it's really hard to get financing, like real financing, for a movie, for a feature film. And we had all these scripts that we had written that were higher budget, and nobody was nobody was going to buy. Um, so then the pandemic happened. And Kobe also died, like the right back to back, and it was uh, everybody was struggling. And when that happened, I'm like, nobody. If nobody was giving us money to make a movie before the pandemic, there's no way anybody's gonna hook us up while this is all going down. So I wrote a script that was like contemporary, um, and that we knew we could get done uh, with a small budget. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how it came to be. Okay. How how these guys come into your life? Did you know them before, or how'd you how that how'd you collaborate with everybody? How'd you meet them? And did you, like, for instance, for the actor, Brandon, did you cast them? Did you go to cast? You're, you're pretty sure you know. Well, I wrote it pretty much for Brandon. Oh, <laughs> oh that's why his name is Brandon in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been doing this stuff for a while, where we would meet up in like public places and. Um, just act, do do scenes together. Um, in public places? Yeah, in public places, like, without people knowing that we're acting, you know? <laughs> but that's when you know you're getting it right. Not that we did or we or, or we have, but you know you're getting it right when nobody else knows that you're acting. Like So so that's kind of how I got it down with Brandon. Um, he showed that he had a lot of diligence in that way. Um, and then I grew up with him, he's my cousin. Cousin, yeah, wow. Cousin, wow. and um, I've known him for a long time. They're, best friends and they've been making music together for a while. Awesome. And then Manny, uh, in my opinion, is is a true anomaly. Um, he almost like, <laughs> he, he went really hard. Um, he's not afraid of death, let's just say that. Uh, so I met him through a production company. Wow, that we were working. wow, wow. Okay. Uh, beautiful music. You guys did it from that one. Thanks. Hey, you guys worked together before, and this is yeah. We uh, we've been jamming since high school, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then we always like we work in bands together and just make music all the time. Wow! Wow! Mm -hmm. Awesome! Awesome! And this is not your first acting gig, I know. You, uh, it actually is. Yeah. It's your first feature. Feature. Like, yeah. first feature. I, mean, okay. I was in a couple of shorts with him, and like you said, we did some like improving beforehand, but Dude, really? wow. nothing anywhere close to this. Wow, yeah. that's, you popped up. And somebody said, I think it, that's the first 
you said you want to see yourself on the screen. Somebody said that the first time, but get used to it. <laughs> so they might get used to it. Absolutely. You got the shots. I mean, some of the shots are incredible. Was it? Was it how did you do some of this stuff? Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, we were just shooting, you know, a couple cameras on the ground, uh, a lot in the air, a lot, a lot more than we, we wanted sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, I shot over what five, seven different states, uh, 180 odd locations. It, wow. uh, it took a lot, a lot of people to make it happen. And sometimes it actually ended up just being us three and our producer right here. So at the end, it was uh, doing pickups, some final different shots. Uh, just. Uh, Took a while, but we managed to get the whole thing uh, in the can. And a lot more, a lot more you guys didn't see. So, oh wow, you know, we so spared you a couple minutes on that. There one. might be a director's cut. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> we tried that already. It didn't no, work. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. film. Uh, does anybody have any questions to the audience? How'd you get those aerial shots? Drone? Uh, yeah, it was just a drone. It was uh, actually a really small drone, a lot smaller than our camera. So uh, DJI, DJI Mavic did uh, did us a little, uh, gave us a little help on that one. So. Did you have to get special permission to fly over the uh, rail yard in LA? Uh, you know, <laughs> our producer who's in Chicago right now. I hope so. <laughs> but no, we we stole a couple shots here. Though. The, the gentleman right here is with the uh, California Permit Association. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah this is recorded, so. <laughs> he's, recording, he's recording you guys, so it's all good. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Right here. So I have a question. Did you actually not film in Coeur d'Alene? Idaho? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, well, we were, we were in Coeur d'Alene as well, but the town that we filmed is about an hour north. But uh, yeah, we were going all all through that area. So was that Sandpoint or Hope or um, Pondre at all? Sandpoint, Bonners Ferry, and Fort Hill. So it it's the northernmost town, Very right on the border of, of that place. Yeah, Jake, that was your. Oh, it's the border of Canada. So oh, it's Canada. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. The lovely so lady. The is. River, right? Yes. Yeah. This lady, we're giving the geography lesson. Thank you. <laughs> this, this lovely lady here has a question. Okay. Uh, first of all, the cinematography made me want to visit all those states. I go road tripping all the time. And I want to go north now, and I don't know if I should be considering, but no, anyway. But how long, I don't know if you guys mentioned it, how long did it take to one film and then get it all together and piece it together? Principal photographer. like June 5th, 2020, I think maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, we finished like three weeks ago. Wow. A lot of free time. Too much. Oh, wow. Just kidding. <laughs> and this is your, you say this is your first feature? First feature. Wow, it's, this is, I see, I'm sure you can go in this cinemaplex and see movies that aren't that good. Oh, man. You guys, yeah. Thank you. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else have any questions? So, uh, where was the desert scene uh, shot at? Uh, which one? Which one? Yeah, I know exactly. Towards the end, or? Yeah, towards the end, where you're sitting on top of that big oh. sand, it was as far as the eye can see the dunes. Uh, Glamis. I'll be on the dunes. Secret spot. Yeah, right secret next to Glamis. It's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Go there. Osborne. It's only like two hours away from here. It looks like you're in the Sahara Desert or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How did you decide on the locations? Uh, Google Earth. <laughs> no, seriously, like it's, it's gonna be uh, 
that's a really good resource. I mean, he, we, we were basically the location scouts ourselves, and, and he was the one who introduced it to me. He would just go on Google Earth, and we would look everywhere on Google Earth, and it was, it was like a godsend. You can see it all, yeah. yeah. We couldn't scout in person, especially not during COVID. It was tough, especially going thousands of miles. So we it helped a little bit, but uh, when we got there, things were tricky. But, but it was all Keon, though. Keon, uh, I, I tried to fit in a couple more locations. I think even a month ago, we were talking about we're doing screening <laughs> in Idaho next month. And I was like, we got to get Monument Valley, which I tried for years ago. <laughs> That's but, too you know, much. No, but yeah. <laughs> Because he really wants to. That's why I'm trying to come on. The lady up here on the red. What's up? So I'm a fan of certain like directors like Mel Brooks and Quentin Tarantino, who they direct and they act at the same time. What is that like? Like you're you're, you're behind the camera, but then you also see yourself out there. Is it you know like what? Uh, well, it's it's definitely a little bit harder um, because you don't have as much control, but. If you really love doing it, and you love to become somebody else for a while, because you can't do it in real life, you know, um, everybody feeds off of that energy on a set. Like in in a normal circumstance, people would think that you're a crazy person, obviously, right? But on a film set, they they like applaud you for it. <laughs> so you can be in your head and and go aside and. Just be somebody completely different, and and everybody feeds off of that. So it's it's a nice little bonus, but I don't know if I'll be doing as much acting anymore. Yeah. You got chops, man. You got chops. Oh, seriously. Yeah, definitely, definitely. How did you how did you feel when you saw the Confederate flags, or did you actually bring in Confederate flags? In your movie. No, so that's a that's funny. Um, that right there kind of represents. Well, that was there first of all, but that symbol and the juxtaposition of it with Mickey Mouse represents that environment to a T. Because they could be sweet, they could be great, nice people, um, and not racist. Um, but I also know that that's a very slim. Uh, like demographic, to be into that culture and also be a nice person is is not normal. <laughs> but over there, it kind of was. So, and they were very nice, most of them, except you know we got. Oh, we have stories. Yeah, yeah like a <laughs> couple stories. The funniest, funniest, and the strangest. Okay, the funniest story. Um, so, it, it, just to give a pre, like a precursor. Um, as we were traveling around and we had this troop of people and we were all like multiracial and um, and all that kind of stuff and when we were in um, I think it was Nevada or Arizona we went to this one beautiful spot and it was incredible it was towards the end of the movie when he dies and, and it's an aerial shot and it's like the guys talking and they're walking up the hill or whatever um, this is beautiful beautiful place and then a guy rolls up and <laughs> a guy rolls up on us and is telling us that this is like we, we shouldn't be trespassing, we shouldn't be trespassing, but we didn't see any signs, and he had a gun. Um, and he basically just told us, get the hell out of there. Get the, so we like packed up, and they followed us all the way out of the state. Like, they had multiple trucks. So, by the end, once we finally got to Idaho, sorry, this is getting long, but finally we got to Idaho, and all the people there, I kind of knew them because I went and lived there for a few months, years ago, to get to know that place for a different project. And um, Fish, the guy who gets killed, uh, who they, who's their contact point, um, he told his friends how much like 
trouble we got into on our journey up there. Like we also got um, harassed by like KKK in Northern Idaho and all that stuff. Old town KKK, not like in the hoods, but like the old old style. Cause that's, there's a kind of like a base over there. Anyway, so Fish tells his friends about all the stuff that we went through. And then as we we're coming back from one like long day, we're all trudging with our stuff. And Fish comes up with this Native American dude. And Native American dude's got glasses on. He looks scary. <laughs> and they walk up to us, and Fish is like, yeah, uh, Paiute wants to have a word with you. Uh, he's a little upset. Uh, I'm just going to let him tell, tell you what happened. And we're like standing there, like, oh my god, what just happened? Like, oh, this is terrible. What just happened? And the guy just looks at us and says, I heard you're filming on my land. Like, sir, we really didn't know. In our head, we, didn't, we don't know who he is. You know, we, just, we figured somebody must have said something to him. Like, we don't know, sir. And he just looks at us, and he has his glasses on still. And he goes like this, and he pulls out a knife that big. He pulls out a knife that big and just goes like that. And then there's just a silence, and then they start cracking up. And so they're like, oh, that was the funniest moment. Yeah. And then, and then the weirdest moment, I mean, I'll let you guys tell. But like, what's the Probably when uh, Will got bit by a tarantula. Oh, yeah. We were filming in uh, Zion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, he was just laying on the ground and goes, ah! Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> I got bit. We look on the ground with the flashlights. There's a probably a tarantula like that big on the ground. Wow. Uh, but they're not venomous or anything, so. How do you treat a tarantula bite? Uh, it's like a bee sting. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's just shocking, you know? <laughs> but the thing is, he was so in the character, he wouldn't, like, he was really that, that guy for a while. Um, and so he wouldn't, like, you know, bathe properly and like he would, he would shower in the river. No, he would, but not like he would. He would live that lifestyle while we were on the road. And we would always tell him, "Yo, man, like you don't have to lie on the ground." You know, like we're like filming a thing, and he'd be lying in the dirt. And we're like, first of all, it messes your clothes up, but I guess it's part of the character. But you don't have to do that. Like you can go sit over there. On the, you know, and he would never do it. And then one day he, we're in Zion, and then we hear him go, "Wow!" And he's lying on the ground. We turn over, he sits up, and there's a tarantula. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Wow. Hey, where'd you guys? I noticed. How many people noticed the gas price when you went to get gas? Two dollars and fourteen cents. Rose from Minnesota. Oh, yeah, man. That's that? Idaho. Idaho. That's Idaho. Idaho. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to move to Idaho, but that's 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 really nice. Yeah. Um, what's your idea doing next? The next project. Oh, I don't know. We're Please, I, when it comes to features, uh, whatever comes next. But working on a couple different projects. So awesome. Keon's got a couple of great scripts. Still doesn't want to show me some, but hopefully a bit of a, a bit of a Bigfoot project. You know, give it to here. So we'll see. We'll okay. see. But you never know. Awesome. I definitely want to work with them all again on my next, my like very next one. Hey, real quick, I just got to commend you guys for putting all the spiritual teachers in there oh, and talk about extraterrestrials and giving time to that. I appreciate that very much. So oh, thank you for that. Thank, thanks for noticing. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm looking for work. She should get some notice, man. So, yeah. Hopefully. You would think. Like uh, Manny was just saying, he's got like a... Bigfoot type script. Bigfoot. Uh, I don't like, a, yeah, I don't like leading it with Bigfoot. <laughs> that sounds awful. It sounds <laughs> Why way not? worse. Than, it's way better. It's, it's really good, but it has <laughs> Bigfoot as an idea in there. I'm loving it. I want I want that one to be next. Really good. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. That could yeah. be nice. How about you guys? We're probably going to do a north tour pretty soon with our band. Mm -hmm. The north tour? Yeah, like up north. 
Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, north <laughs> like, like how north are you talking? Uh, just yeah. like up to the great north. The great. The great. <laughs> <laughs> like in, yeah. like in uh, America? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, so we're not talking North Pole. We're talking. No, no. Okay. <laughs> After this, I definitely want to keep working with these guys for sure. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 say, say something. Something. This guy should be on radio, right? Oh, yes. business cards. Let me know. What, hey, what's the name of your band? Black Market, the band. Black Market, Black good. Market. That's Look good to know. BMTB, same shameless plug. BMTB. Dude, check it out. They're, they're, yeah, they're coming out with a new record pretty soon. Hey, guys, thanks for coming. Phenomenal movie. This sizzle the screen here. Phenomenal. And, and, and also the, I love the twist ending, the little spot when he went back from Mexico. Oh yeah, well yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just like I forgot all about her until he pulled the note out, ah. and that's what she did. The G bill. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Do you want to say anything to everybody? No, just thank you guys. I know that it was kind of longer that we were kicking in here. I appreciate everybody coming. It means more than you guys know that you guys showed up for us because it's really difficult to break into to our business, as I'm sure everyone's aware. Um, and having this says a lot. And, and people take notice. Like, people take notice. Actually, Keon, thank you. Thank you for letting us. No. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing questions because you guys are fabulous. Okay, appreciate you. And, and we're, are we going somewhere after this? Yeah, are we going to Stone's Church? Literally, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah, hey, everybody go to Stone's Church. Let's have some drinks and let's party a little bit if party you're down. Tins Prado Projecto. Uh, in case you didn't know, this episode is dedicated to the Dos Lagos Film Fest that happened October 21st through October 23rd. It was a three-day film fest that I co-organized with Ryan McGonigal and Davey Chansky. In fact, if you'd like, our two Halloween horror films are out on iTunes and Amazon and Tubi, a bunch of different places, Redbox. Uh, one movie is called The Legend of Fall Creek. That's the first one, and, the, and then the sequel is Black Pumpkin. And I play the part of both Reggie Griffin and Alex Griffin. We had a lot of fun making that, and we decided to make our own film festival where we actually did screen those two movies. Um, so what you're going to hear here is what's called the Sunset Block. Um, Dave Uchansky is interviewing, doing the Q&As with Tara Reed from Haunted Picnic, Brett Puglisi of Internal Combat, Ali Wood from Time to Be Great, Sean Dunlap from Monster Under the Bed, The Day They Arrive in Lonesome Highway. Uh, he also interviews uh, various actors and musicians from Karma Bums. Jake Rick Richardson and his songwriting partner Sean, director Keon Hedayati, and actor Brandon O'Dell. So, check it out. Thanks for listening. Here. Uh, I want to tell your name and then the name of your project. Oh, I'm Tara Reed. Um, it, was a, it was a spooky picnic. Or a <laughs> was it haunted? Haunted picnic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Hey guys, I'm Brett Puglisi. I'm the writer, director, producer of Internal Combat, and they just showed the trailer before the block. Hey. When's, the, when's the feature gonna be? And or the short. The feature, we're, we're planning on doing a feature, yeah. um, but the short film screening on Sunday in the 11 a.m. block. Internal Combat. Beautiful. Nice. So commercial. Ali? Yep. Ali, go by Ali Wood. Um, time to be great. Motivational content to hopefully uplift uh, the audience. I like that one the best, actually. Congratulations. I appreciate you so much. I like all of them. Honestly, there's a lot of good art up there tonight. Yeah, that's badass, man. Appreciate you guys. So I'm shot in Dunlap. I did uh, Monster Under the Bed and Lonesome Highway. Sweet. And uh, I worked with Sean on Lonesome Highway, Monster Under the Bed, and uh, and with Carl on, on the day uh, they arrived, we actually were like a trio, so we all kind of worked together on those, yeah. those three yeah, films yeah, yeah. that you saw. But, so. uh, I'm Carl Lindbergh. I did the day they arrived with Sean and Chad. Awesome. That was a fun <laughs> shoot in the, uh, in the desert. Yeah. Uh, uh, fire ants and scorpions. Oh my oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Border Patrol. Uh, Border Patrol. Oh, yeah. Border yeah. Patrol, I confirmed. Um, there was a UH-64. Uh, they had a loaded M-14. They were pointed right at us. Oh, they were circling us. Yeah, they were circling us. They are just like, hey, how you doing? Oh. Welcome to America. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so interesting. Chad and I first started talking about film. He submitted to Dos Lagos what, way back a couple uh, months ago. It was one uh, whenever it was posted on the What's Up right. Corona page. I don't right, know right, what right. Day, but it, it was, was like in the back. summertime. Yeah, it was around summertime. Yeah. 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 We started talking, then he's, we started chatting really. We talked, started, hey, hey, how you doing? We start an hour later, we were still talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I love this movie. Then you start talking about his compadres there, which yeah. was phenomenal. And just, it was, it, it's all, it, I guess he all, um, Put together elements of horror type of sci-fi with some comedy and some action. It was all good. It was all good. Thank you. Uh, Y'all guys have worked together before, right? Yeah, I, I used to work for Red Digital Cinema for like ten years, and then I ventured off to do my own independent stuff, and then I started like a small camera company. Right. So I'm here in Corona, and then I partner with ShareGrid. So anytime people need gear, I have like a big inventory of several different red cameras, lenses, and all that stuff. And so whenever we collaborate, that's where we're able to really cut down our budget. We don't need to go and rent a bunch of equipment because we already have like the top of the line equipment so, you know, between it. us and some others. There's we're not here, but we have a couple other friends that also help in that department with lighting and things like that. Right, right. We just love independent filmmaking a lot. I think some of our favorite films are indie films. So we we all met each other. We clicked on that level. We're like, yeah, let's let's do this together. And exactly. That's what what we've been doing and having fun. Great. Yeah. There was a story you were telling me about. You had a uh, problem with a filming situation. Somebody, we're fil you're filming something at a, uh, someone's house, and then Sean saved the day. Oh yeah, so that's a good, well, seasons. So we were oh. filming uh, that. <laughs> he doesn't like to talk about it because it was a it was a tough film, and we're filming out in the snow and everything. It was just brutal shooting conditions, but. To make matters worse, it's like one in the morning, just got done shooting in the snow where everybody's freezing cold. And then we're like, oh, we're gonna be shooting in a cabin. And this particular scene requires, um, uh, there's a shot where uh, Lisa Wilcox, she's from the Nightmare on Elm Street series. So she's a fairly well-known horror actress. 
So we got to make sure she's comfortable. They're, get, they're getting her in makeup, and the next thing we have to do is shoot up in the uh, attic of this cabin. <laughs> and everything that they, that, uh, we had financed to rent and shoot there. And we get there, and we pull down the attic door to figure out where to put lights and everything. And the attic is filled to the, everything, just filled with stuff. We couldn't get in the attic. So we're everyone's scratching their heads like, what the heck? This whole scene requires this attic. And Lisa is five minutes away from makeup being done to film this scene. And we're supposed to be putting lights up there. So it was just the director has his head down. Everybody's just depressed. Like, what do we do with this whole this whole day is shot or we're screwed if we can't shoot this. Sean just comes up to the director and he's like, how about this? He's like, instead of shooting the attic, let's just, like, I think we redid, we cleared stuff out of the bedroom. And we said, she doesn't need to go in the attic. Let's just have her come upstairs. And then she goes into the bedroom and then that's where she hears that hears what's happening. She doesn't need to find the weapon in the attic. Let's just say she finds it in the closet. Sean just had this, like, total idea and the director's like, I like that better. Like, he just comes up with stuff on the fly. That's what's great about working with Sean. It was nice. Yeah, because it was just like, it was an attic space, but, you know, there's that, there's, there's an adage from John Cleese where he was working on uh, the uh, Monty Python on the Holy Grail and they're taking forever to light this to, to fill the scene with fog and he then turns to Terry Gilliam and he goes, is the fog funny? So in this instance <laughs> is the attic scary? Does it tell a story? No? Then we move it downstairs and we film it in a place that we can set up in about 15 minutes instead of two hours oh, because yeah. we only we had to be out of there in what was it two and a half three hours? Yeah, we didn't have much time to shoot, so we were wow. either we were either we weren't going to shoot and not get the scene, or Sean came up with his his idea and it worked. And the director actually they liked it better. So like, yeah, that's nice. a great thing about working with, with these people is that they they're just they're not in it just to be there. They're in it because they want to get creative. I love it. If you love fall into a trap, they they know how to crawl out of it and figure something out. Right. How they the day they arrived? How how did you come up with that idea? So the genesis was just, you know, during the pandemic. And so this is about a rough 10 minutes of the initial part of a full feature film. Oh, wow. So this is just, you know, first contact, if you will. And so basically, you know, you're trapped in the desert and it's like aliens and UFOs. And how do you make that not cheesy or cliche? So then basically it's, you know, the UFOs communicate to the person and just overload his brain and memory of of humanity as a whole and it just overloads it and fries it so it was a little different way than just laser guns and cliche kind of things like that it was more cerebral and more um, if you notice like if you're a big NASA fan and stuff like that they had you know when we beamed up when we saw Voyager and we sent out signals through space throughout the 70s but not, a lot of that is in there subliminal and things like that oh, wow. so there's more of a if you dig into it there are layers behind it but basically it was just the genesis was that's the first 10 minutes of a feature about how humanity, instead of dealing with the pandemic and didn't do it in the best way, now I changed the pandemic to being aliens and UFOs and how would we handle an alien arrival because we couldn't handle pandemic very well. So how would we handle a UFO encounter? We'd be, so we'd be fine, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, nature versus nurture and humanity versus nature and didn't work out well so now if we had aliens arrive and it's basically about not so much the aliens but about how humanity would handle it ladies come have a seat come on yeah. you, you can join us <laughs> you can join us you can stand there welcome welcome should we wait it's a film festival oh okay thank you yeah hang on uh, so uh 
Tara, your, is this your first time you saw your film on a yeah. big screen? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And how'd you come with the idea of uh, Haunted? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good. That was insane seeing it on the big screen like that. It's just uh, weird. I really liked it. <laughs> it was interesting. But did you have fun making it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I came up uh, on. It was actually someone's yard that they had fully decked out, and I just pulled out on the side of the street, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And just went through and and uh, with uh, my my uh, Samsung Note 10, <laughs> and just went through and filmed it, and you know, put the music to it. It was really is that fun. on TikTok or no? Yeah, it's on my TikTok page. Yeah, Tara of Tara. Tara, 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 Tara. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> She's also got a movie that's going to be here on Sunday in the comedy block, which is freaking brilliant. Yeah. So I would give it to it, you. It's brilliant. So you guys, if you guys, nothing else you got to come here Sunday to see it. Yeah, that one's Eternal Needs. So that beautiful. One's beautiful. Like beautiful. That. Awesome. awesome. Mr. Brett, this guy came in. He uh, years ago he put his first movie in. I think we were your first festival. You, we, we were we were we have another sister festival called Kapow. You joined that one, and we've been romancing ever since. Hell yeah! yeah. Down to Earth was like the first fe film I've ever gotten to a festival mm -hmm. at Kapow Intergalactic. I met all these guys here, and I can't stay away. <laughs> yeah. awesome. um, but I'm from New York, so um, it's just a treat to come out here with all the filmmakers every year, and I'm so glad that you guys are. Kicking up Dos Lagos, and I got two. Two, yeah, two, two happening. And you've got four films in the festival. Mm -hmm. Yes. Nice. yes. Wow. So you win the prize for persistency. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. And so, everybody won your other, it's, what's it, when's Eternal Combat playing? So, Eternal Combat is the 11 a.m. block on Sunday. And then I have Playboy Eddie is a comedy drama tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Nice. And then the comedy block on Sunday also, I have the 420 Club playing. That's All cool. short films. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> the 420 Club, uh, just really quick. It's just, um, it's about, um, so a couple that walks into the 420 Club. One of them smokes, one of them doesn't, and see what happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Holly, guy in the middle. Yep. Uh, phenomenal. We, uh, we, he actually runs this whole place. I, I came <laughs> over, I, I had to go over and uh, hand him off something, and he's all, I'll take you back to the theater in a golf cart. I go, oh, cool. But he, he told me that was really good. But we started talking about the festival, and he's like, well, I, I kind of do movies. I go, you do? And so we started talking, and he gave, I think, was, I, I still got it. Well, it's one of the most uplifting films I, I, I've seen. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Can you talk a little bit about your story? Because we talked about how you started at yeah. one place, and then you kind of how'd you arrive here? And, and the lovely lady, I think, probably helped you with that. So yeah. First, shout out to my beautiful wife. She's honestly co-producer. Doesn't give me all the credit. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm like an insecure con content creator. So I own a recording studio. That's how I got into content creation. I'm passionate about music, and. Um, uh, right when I got to the, in my career working with like the talent that I w always wished to work with, I had a spiritual awakening. I realized um, I went into a juvenile hall system to like teach a creative writing class. And I remember the kids all asked me, hey, can you play your music, Professor Hollywood? And I thought about it, I said, wow, none of my music is the kind of music I want to play for these kids. And I was really depressed about it. I went out that night, because I was a knucklehead prior to that, you know, young and having a good time. But um, so that was the first time that like, I, I actually went into a depression from that for about like six months where I didn't want to create any more content. And um, with, with 
the backing of my wife, she kind of reminded me that I can use it as a tool to uplift. So that's kind of, um, which was kind of hard because I had to step away from the person I was and start having a stream of who I want to be and how I want to represent my art. So um, I didn't release content for about 10 years. I've been building a lot of content. I have a lot of movies like this um, that I've been stacking and you know, watching what they're doing here at the film festival, it's, it's so inspiring for me and seeing all your guys' work too. So I just, um, you know, I told him last second, like, hey, I would like to pay to sign up. And, and you know, it was, it was, I appreciate you accommodating and um, setting us up, but that's pretty much what you guys saw. It's a little taste of what we have to come, but I promise you the content that we're creating, we're pouring our heart and soul into it. And we're thinking about impact more than anything. Like. And that's what I love, like entertainment is made for us to all just enjoy. Like when I watched every film tonight, like I got away from every problem I had. <laughs> you know, and my phone kept on trying to remind me, hey, you have more problems. I said, not. <laughs> and I really tuned into everyone's movie. And that's number one. So I, I you know, I want to congratulate you guys all for being able to help me out tonight. So. Awesome, man. <laughs> and they call you Professor Hollywood? That's what they do when I was in school. So for three years, I did that as well. and. I did it for free for the first year in the juvenile hall, and the program was so impactful that one day the you know principal walked in and said, "Hey, this got funded," and it was like a life-changing contract for me, which I can't you know. That's why everything I do, I do it to open doors, and it, and if anything happens, it happens. But they still reach out to me after three years. Um, then they asked me to go into um, like actually like the locked-in rooms, and I tried that; it wasn't for me, so it was. Fortunately, I couldn't do it. The first day we went in there, they had a, like a full-on lockdown where we, my wife and I were both stuck in there for about two hours. I said, you know what? I'm not ready for being locked up right now. So, um, but we, we hired uh, one of, but we took somebody that we had been working with and put them in the position to continue what we were doing. And then we're focusing on our art again. It's beautiful. And so thank you for your contribution. Appreciate you. Thanks to all the filmmakers. We got another screening. I think some of you may be staying for that. Uh, but again, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. Guys. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to Inspirato Projecto. If you are one of the filmmakers that we have interviewed, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this with your friends. <clears throat> You've uh, put a lot of work into the movie that you created, into the motion picture product. You were inspired. You got it down on paper. Maybe you just improvised it as you went along. Whatever your process is, was, and or ever shall be, it is very particular to you. And everyone has their own process. Many people don't have their own formula. They make up the formula as they go, just like all the great philosophers, all the great creators that we've known. They just make it up as they go along. They follow their heart, honor their truth. Let the muse be their guide. So it's very interesting, isn't it? When you listen to everybody's different perspectives. Stay tuned for... Um, number two of the Dos Lagos Film Fest Q&As on the second day, which is uh, October 22nd. And then also I will be releasing the third 
of those days, October 23rd. Isn't that cool? So that was the universe saying, yep, that's right. So uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And uh, I, of course, will let you know when another Dos Lagos Film Fest submission process opens. See, that was, that was another horn, right? Did you hear that? It said, yes. Uh, and or when the next Kapow Intergalactic Film Fest appears. That's the other film fest that I co-organize with the same gang of crazies. In the meantime, check out YachtlyCrew.com to see what shows come up next for uh, my yacht rock band, Yachtly Crew. I play the part of Stony Shores in there, so if you happen to come out to a show, stop by and say hi, all right? In fact, um, if I'm in your area and you want to be put on the guest list, email me at inspiradoprojecto at gmail.com, inspiradoprojecto at gmail.com. Also, you can always call the hotline, 561-203-9179-er. Call the hotline, and I will feature you on the next episode. Thank you so much. And now, thank you, Rob Broski from Twin Peaks for sending us off. This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light? <laughs>